0: 702 for the curious on 92.7 and 106 FM.
1: Well, on a Thursday, the second hour of the show belongs to Wendy Nola. She is, of course, our much-loved consumer journalist. And she joins us every Thursday to tackle um, a particular consumer issue. And insurance has been quite a strong theme over the past couple of weeks. You know, it seems to have spread itself out over different shows um, relatively over the past couple of weeks. And this week is another insurance case. And this one... Wendy managed to actually fix it. Good afternoon, Wendy.
2: Hello, Aza. Can I say a quick word about the builders, seeing as I was listening to all of that? Yeah. Um, The NHBRC only uh, regulates new builds. So a lot of people think that they have protection if they get a builder that that claims to be um, registered with them. But if it's a renovation, putting a granny flat above your garage or something like that, Mm. there is no protection from that organization. Um but we I would be happy to look at the bills thing. And also kitchens, I get a lot of complaints about kitchens, oh. nightmare jobs where they come in and put a carcass in sort of badly and then the big money's in the doors and that just doesn't happen. Right. Or the granite is put in, in the wrong it's the wrong shape, it doesn't fit and then they don't want to take it out and you're left uh it's, it's kitchens are a well, in my case anyway, in my inbox kitchens mm. are, are quite irregular. No, because it's a regular theme. Yeah, yeah, it
1: started with just an experience I had today. I'm juggling moving between two renovation projects at two uh, different okay, sites. Oh, yeah, I
2: know
1: yeah. Dealing with all sorts of contractors and providers, and I was. On the phone, talking, just that not at the top of my voice per se, but, you know, <laughs> I not, get the picture. Yeah, and quite sternly so. And quite a few colleagues witnessed this, but, what, yeah, they, there's <laughs> no, a, well, it, it's almost as if there's a disaster waiting to happen. I had to be quite firm. And I thought, why? Why... Do projects never end as they should? Why don't they end as they should? It's always great why, at the start when the promises exactly. are being made.
2: Why but, can't they o- under-promise and over-deliver exactly, for a change?
1: Exactly. Well, I'll tell
2: you what happens to me if I call someone in and as soon as they see my name, <laughs> they go... I, I I tell you, some of them don't. I don't hear from again, which is a really good <laughs> indication that I got off, <laughs> escaped something horrible. Yes, yes. But anyway, yes, we ha- we are talking about insurance. I know I keep coming back to, but it just so happened that this this case came into my inbox, and and it was a really really interesting one from the perspective of the key, the crux to the whole matter was in the call recording, as so often happens. Yes, and. I Well, let me just jump in. I've maintained for many years that getting into a contract over the phone is very convenient for Mm. the company and for us. um, But it's also very potentially – very dangerous potentially for us as the consumer because the company may send you the contract and the terms and conditions and all of that in writing after you've concluded the deal over the phone. Yeah. But it's the conversation that the person has um, that, from they draw the understanding of what it is that they've agreed to or not agreed to, and what it is they covered for and not covered for in the case of an insurance um, contract. Um, from that conversation, and. I know it's wrong, but the reality is that most people don't read those terms and conditions afterwards, when they come, yes. get yeah. sent to them afterwards mm. in the post or most likely by email these days. But also they so, happen at some of the most inopportune Exactly. You,
1: maybe you are busy with something else. It's in the middle of your day. It's an annoyance, you know, and I, I don't know if, if it's the best way to conduct their business.
2: Well, this is what happens. So maybe you make the call and say, I'm interested in whatever. And then someone phones you back. At a time that might not suit you, but Mm -hmm. you think, okay, um, let me do this. Maybe your concentration is not fully there. Um, Maybe the call um, agent, um, as they do, and I have some sympathy for having to say the same thing over and over every day, but they tend to be a little bit robotic over certain parts of their scripts and they tend to speed read it. Um, And what if the person didn't grasp actually the significance of what they're saying? Right. Um, And then if you complain, the company says, well, we did send you the terms and conditions, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. And the, in the call, we did disclose it. You know, it was there. It's not our fault if you didn't hear, but we disclosed it to you kind of thing. Um, and and, and that, in many of those cases, it's, it's sort of, sorry for you, but we did. We ticked all our boxes, and yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah. And that's what happened in the case of Naima Chikte, who mm-hmm. four years ago did what I recommend. She phoned around to get um, alternative quotes for the... Um, this, she had a, what is it, a Toyota Yaris. She already had it. It wasn't new, but she was looking to see if she could get better quotes, right. better deal on, right. her, on her insurance. Um, and she must have made it, put an, inqu- an inquiry into King Price in some way, and they phoned her back. This agent phoned her back. So it was, as I just said, you know, you're going about your business. She was at work, and this call comes. Mm. And um, so this was four years ago, um, and the, she got the call. She agreed to the to the quote and she switched insurers Great. Right. and then last month her Yaris was stolen in the orchards area of joburg mm. she reported the crime to the police as one does she informed her insurer she was given the use of a of a rental car you know most of us have that clause in our in our um, car insurance yeah um, contracts and she was eagerly awaiting the settlement of her claim until she got the news that actually the mm. claim's rejected because you didn't have a tracking device put in your car how many times have we spoken about this yes as a And actually give our car back (laughs) Uh and you're on your own. And so very suddenly the rug rug was out from under her. Um, And, uh, yeah, she was left feeling, what? Uh, You know, I don't recall that being said. I don't recall them making it very clear to me that, if I chose not to have a tracking device put in the car, there would be no cover. Yes. What's going on? I've been paying my premiums for, for for four years. How can they do this to me? And, and that's when I asked, as I always do, please let me hear the call recording. Right. And, and we
1: actually have Naima on, yes. on the line with us to share her story um, of what happened after that. Naima, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Natalia and
3: Wendy and all the listeners out there. I'm happy to share this story because mine ended happily. But I know a lot of people don't, and my nose ended happily because of Wendy. Because when I argued it, they said, no, there's nothing you can do. Wow. They told me about the tracking device. And I can understand if I was the kind of person who just didn't pay attention or didn't do this. But I'm quite meticulous when it comes to things like this. i am very it done if you tell me I have to. So I was a bit surprised when they told me. They told me and I didn't. So I kind of listen to it and when I send it back to Wendy, I told her you can listen clearly that I'm not understanding what he said. I'm uh, answering him as if I'm asking what price increase, what premium increase will they give me, not how much does it cost. and He's giving me the price of the the tracker, and I'm assuming it's a premium increase and I'm okay with that. Right.
1: Were you busy at the time, Naima, just out of curiosity, like what was happening when the call came? I
3: was busy because when you put this uh, inquiry over the internet, you don't expect them to call you back so quickly. And when you call on my on the phone call, you can hear me saying, "Sorry, can you repeat that?" Not for this instance, like earlier on. Can you repeat that? I'm so busy, I'm busy typing. You can hear. Okay. Um, can you repeat that? And yes. you can say, "Oh, I can hear uh, that you're busy and things like that." And then you continue with it. And um, yeah, I was quite shocked. Four years later, to hear yeah, no, you're not actually covered
1: for that. So the entire and time, you thought that you would be covered for theft, right? Yes. So Wendy, uh, what, what what the the insurance cover is that she needs to have a tracking device for her yes. to uh, be able to claim successfully in yes. the event of theft, and
2: or you get yes. the option of paying a higher premium and still having the cover. Because now the higher premium takes is to cover the fact that you don't have a are, are a higher risk. You know, premium mm-hmm. equals risk. Risk equals premium. So, but that wasn't. Um, I listened to the to the call recording very carefully, and interestingly, this was the third case I've taken up with King Price. over this no tracker. The dec- claim denied. Yes, issue. I remember Elaine Hopkins. Uh, Elaine. Recently, yes, yeah. so she. I could hear clearly that she. She uh, was told quite clearly in that case. So th- that was unfortunate. It felt so bad for her. But, they, you know, you could see there wasn't a case for her there. And there was another case as well, mm-hmm. the Ford Ranger being stole from, stolen from a dealership where the guys clearly told it in the, in the call. And he says, yes, I'm going to get it out of my other car. And he just forgot. Mm. Um, so then, you know, it's tragic, but you can't put the blame on the company. But in this case. I listened very carefully, and exactly what Naima says. you can hear she's distracted. And in that um particular point uh, mm-hmm. when he's actually mentioning the tracker, he read it very um fast and very robotically. He mentioned a special deal on a car track package, and she, and he she did say she would pay a higher premium if she didn't have a tracking device. But at no point did he discuss the in- implications of the tracking device, you know, whether mm-hmm. she had it or not. She, he, at no point did he say very clearly, did you understand what I said? Because she didn't answer because she was distracted. She didn't say yes, no, or what she wanted to do. He just read it fast. And it's it was very very clear to me that she completely didn't get the significance of that part of the script. Okay. Um, so, so for me, it, it, I always say to these companies, you should say that the script should read, so either you get a tracking device fitted as soon as possible, or you opt for the higher premium. What is your choice on this? Mm-hmm. Because they had owned mm-hmm. this car for a while, she, you know, so now she and she had been insured without a tracking device, and now mm-hmm. they were making it a requirement. What is your choice? What do you want to do? Because she didn't answer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I, so I put that to to um, King Price um, and I said to my mind, there was absolutely no me- meeting of the minds on this at all. Um, and as Naima pointed out quite rightly, she said at the end of the call, the agent reminded her that she has to take her car for an inspection, which is routine with the insurers, yeah. or she wouldn't be covered um, because they have to make sure that the car exists and what model it is and all of that. Which Naima um, did, yeah. She did, but she says at the end of that call, they didn't. There was no reminder about having to have a tracking device, and given how important it was, that should have been mentioned. It's yes, one of the stress. yeah the
1: listed items. So, how did you feel, Naima, knowing that you'd been paying premiums for four years and that uh, your claim was being
3: denied? Firstly, you've gutted that your car is gone. You weren't even in the market for another one, so you don't even have a clue what you're going to do. And then to tell you that. As much as it was an old car, so they're going to pay me back, can't buy me a car, but it can make a very big deposit. So now you have to adjust your budget. You're mm-hmm. going to get a car much cheaper. You can't actually replace the car that you had in the same specs or size, etc., with the current uh, prices right now. So you feel gutted. And I had no I was going to go to the Ombudsman, and someone at work said, no, go to Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> and, I said, and I was happy I did. And, I didn't expect to get anything. I said, no, now they told me this, but I'm going to try one last thing because I've got nothing to do. And I was... Actually, one of the lucky ones, like she mentioned, there were others that were not so lucky. So
2: Absolutely. They
3: don't tell you how, because when, before when I took out insurance, it was never about a tracker. A tracker wasn't nice to have, or you put it in because maybe you're living in Joburg or wherever. It wasn't part of your policy. Like, it's not part of my dad's policy or anyone else's. So I was quite surprised that it was actually part of this policy.
1: Yes, and that it could be so pivotal in a, a successful claim. So um, has that changed your habits in any way?
3: Uh, well, for starters, I will definitely go through the fine print, ask more questions yeah. when they, before they put the phone call out, and be a bit more alert and not trust as much as I did previously. You trust a big company to have your welfare also in mind, right. but I won't be trusting as easily anymore.
1: Right. Well, Naima, what is your. Because it's a month later now, just over a month, Um, and what have you managed to do uh, regarding your car? <laughs> or even just means of it transportation really, Because they I'm took so away the rental
3: Oh what? Yeah, they took away the rental quite quick I wish they had kept at least the 30 calendar days But they didn't uh, I checked to resort I was lucky enough to get a lift But it's awkward hours So my boss had to make arrangements with him And it's just difficult at the moment But um, I'm hoping to find something I like sooner, uh, soon And hopefully with this extra money It will make my decision a bit easier I will have a bit more cars to choose from
1: Yeah Yeah, no, a huge lesson. Naima, thank you so much for sharing your story. No,
3: thank you for having me. And I hope somebody... um get something out of this. Somebody out there who's suffering with the same thing, I hope they
1: get something out of it Absolutely, well. absolutely. Naima Chikte there on the line and uh, she, of course, Wendy handled her case, which is what we are looking at this afternoon. Uh, her car was stolen after she switched insurers four years ago. Uh, she was looking for a better rate, as we often do. We shop around because you always have to assess and go back to your financial matters on a regular basis. Found uh, new insurance with King Price and the question of a tracker coming up yet again was not explicitly uh, uh, um, uh, detailed to her about the impact it would have on her overall uh, premium, on her overall insurance. So how do you find in your experience speaking to operators, telesales operators, uh, perhaps in the exchanges with you. How do you find that experience? Because Wendy gave details about listening back to the audio with this particular agent, and he read out uh, important details to this contract in a very fast pace. Um, and did not spend time on what is a, a critical matter determinant of her premium what has been your experience with telesales operators as far as the offer that they're making is concerned? Are they knowledgeable enough? Are they giving you are they putting you in the best position possible to make an informed decision? Uh, we'll take your calls um, on 11 883 and any questions you might have on uh, Naima's experience So Wendy, um, you managed to turn this one around pretty quickly. What was the response from from King Price after you yeah. listened to the audio?
2: So I wrote and said, you know, the other two cases, I get that there was full disclosure and the consumer had, we had erred and not, uh, the customer had erred and not getting the tracking device fitted or making it clear that they wanted to pay the higher premium because they weren't going to have it fitted. Um, so, in this case, I said, no, there, this, there was, to me, you can hear, there's no engagement around the issue. She, Naima didn't even answer that whole tracking device thing went over her head. Mm-hmm. And um, fortunately, King Price's head of legal and PR, Vanant Van Furen, came back to me to say that um, that we looked at it, re listened to it. And while Naima was, was told in that sales call of the requirement for a tracking device to be installed, he says the agent did not give her an opportunity to reply, and is, it is therefore not clear whether she understood what she was saying. We did inform the client that the contract consists of the sale call, sales call, plus the policy w- wording and the schedule documentation. The tracking requirement was cre- clearly noted on the schedule and explained in the policy wording. But um, the client informed us that she never read the documentation that was sent to her, and that is fairly common. So that's a consumer failing always. But mm. the point remains, as I say, we we get information through the calls. They have to know. All companies know that consumers, you know, draw most of their um, understanding of a contract from a, a, the the call, if there is such a call. So here comes the good part. He said, um, this is Veynon von Furen of King Price, went on to say, my view is that despite the fact that the client never read the schedule and the policy wording, we should have done better in the sales call by making sure that she understood the requirement and ramifications of non-compliance. The claim will be settled in full. Okay. it was an old car I think it was 60,000 or so but at least as she says it gives her a, a decent deposit absolutely. and more choice in the wheels that she finally um, will be able to get because she's had a hard time since that year Sterling, as we absolutely absolutely say yeah. Yeah. So, so we're taking calls
1: after this it's now 29 minutes past two give us a call on your experiences with telesales agents and uh, an offer or a, a sale being made to you over the phone and contracts that you've entered into because there are lots of lessons and Wendy will be breaking those down and giving us tips uh, after the latest in EWN headlines here
0: 702 Asanya Musaka lines are always open on 011 883 0702
1: Twenty four minutes to uh, twenty six minutes rather to uh, three o'clock. And we are bringing you our consumer feature with Wendy Nola. And we spoke to Naima Chikte a little bit late, a little bit earlier on about her claim from King Price car insurance claim, uh, which was uh, den- uh, which was um, uh, rejected. Initially, because she was paying a premium that included a tracker, but at the time of moving from her old insurer to the new insurer, um, the, the communication about this particular tracker left a lot of questions. Which, of course, Wendy stepped into the situation to to uh, help her get her claim uh, uh, honoured. And so the insurer in this case managed to honour it after Wendy's involvement. Your WhatsApps T says I usually send a request for the audio recording via email and also ask for the telesales operator to make me an offer in writing via email i'll also never agree to anything over the phone i usually never hear from them again that comes from a team let's go to uh, kirsten calling from woodmeat hi kirsten
3: hi yes um i was also just um saying that i also don't do business of the phone because sometimes i get distracted or i don't understand the sentence structure but i once had a broker that came to my office, and we sat and we went through. and I told him I wasn't going to put a tracker in, and he said, Don't worry, it's not part of the policy. And then when my car got stolen, and they brought back my policy, brought it back up, it back up he had even changed my sentencing to I acknowledge I need a tracker oh. in my car. So they oh. repudiated my claim outright. Even the ombudsman said, We understand it's not your handwriting, but it's your signature at the bottom of the policy, oh. therefore. Oh. it stands and hold. so i think as a whole sometimes insurance companies just want to repudiate and make you work harder to claim for it but i'm not quite sure so that was just my experience oh okay, kirsten so wow. that is so
1: disturbing because then there's no proof that you actually said this to him or what guarantee whatever guarantees or assurances he gave you was it was a verbal exactly. exchange so,
3: th- yeah. so i'm not quite sure what what's better to have the verbal and not fully understand what you're having or you know, yes. maybe not comprehend exactly what's being said to you or someone coming in mm. and they're not filling in the policy and then they go afterwards and fill the policy in for you. So,
1: And how often do know. we get that, Kirsten? You're so right where you told I'll, I'll fill that in later. You just sign here, initial, all these pages exactly. and you sign.
3: And it just ends up being a costly lesson in the end when you think you're going to get paid out.
2: Yeah. But yeah. You don't. Kirsten, yeah. Kirsten, can I ask... Sure. Um at what at what point did you put your signature to that that policy document I mean was that yes. handwritten um, amendment already there at my no
3: my signature wasn't um, next to his re- handwriting amendment but the insurance Ombudsman said because it was at the bottom of the policy it's the policy stance. we even had a um a handwriting expert you? show the difference between hmm. yeah we hmm. went we went quite hard at it because there was a brand new car that was stolen and it was a week old. Oh, so I had word. to end up paying off a brand new car. I feel sick just listening I, to I'm, this.
2: I'm, I'm amazed. So, when you did you take a copy of what you'd signed? Because that's what I always say. If you don't get no, given a copy, you see, I did So, you this said is my everyone listening. Untrue. Okay, yeah. so if, this is this is very important to anyone listening as well. I, this is exactly why I give this advice. If you can't get given a copy of exactly what you've signed, the document as it was when you signed it. So, in other words, what you agreed to. If they won't give you one, there and then, take photos with your smartphone mm. so that you have okay. proof that of what you put your signature to, to avoid because that system because you didn't have it, it led it, it opened the door yeah. to that kind of dishonest yeah. behavior. I'm so sorry yeah. that happened to you because you sound like somebody that's meticulous and, and looks after their interests and to have that thing at such an expensive yeah um yeah. Oh, awful. I'm so sorry. Just imagine your outrage. Tip, I shall do that in future. Yeah. Always yeah, take a, a photograph of what you've signed. Yeah.
1: Kirsten, thank yeah. you very much for your call. What a lesson for all of us to learn. I mean, um, because because of all the fine print, you trust that when the person has told she you, explained it, um, you sign. And then there are all these sections where they say, even with cell phone contracts, I'll just fill that in. I'll just fill that in. You think um, it's a
2: big company, what can go wrong?
1: Exactly. Oh, there's that ad. Uh, what could Go wrong. What Let's go to Togo in Pretoria. Hi, Togo. Hi, I'm just struggling uh, to open good. your line, Togo. There we go. Yes,
3: got Hello. you. Yes. Hello, Azania and Wendy. How are you today? We're very good. good Welcome. Thank you. well. Thank you. It's a very informative, um, you know, a talk show. Now, mm. um, what I'm, what I've experienced is that also, you know, when when you're dealing with a telesales agent, they would tell you one thing, and then the contract that would follow. Would be, you know, contrary, but there would be slight deviations on what you have agreed on, and what I'm currently faced with now is that, um, you know, I was on a tele-, a tele sales conversation. I signed on to, I signed up for for an agreement with a tracker. but now, little did they tell me that it was going to be for 36 months. Now I'm only realizing that 36 months is against the uh, the, uh, the Consumer Protection Act. When I raised it, then they say that now you have, yes, you have completed your four months. But now, for the for the remainder of the period, we need to give us we need to charge you, um, reasonably. And they want to charge me uh, for eight months of the remaining period. But I'm saying to them, the the consumer protection act is clear, saying that once you are, once you once you have exceeded your 24 months, then the the remainder of the term should do, should pay a financial benefit to you as a consumer. But they're not taking that. So how do I deal with it? Hmm.
2: That's a very interesting one, Toko. It, it, the, the Act does say that, that it shouldn't exceed 24 months unless there is a benefit yes. to the consumer. And the, the cell phone industry does this as well. They say there is a benefit because your, um, your monthly premium is lower and it, it would be unaffordable over 24 months. So that's how they get around that. You'll notice that quite a few cell phone contracts now because of the cost of smartphones are, are being 36 months. I'm working on a story right now of two cases mm-hmm. where people signed for twenty-four months, but somewhere in the contract was a thirty-six months, and they said, "No, that was the valid yeah. period." Ridiculous. Um, so the, the fact that it's thirty-six months in itself yep. is is a kind of the, the loophole around. Oh, it's a lower premium. Um, and the cancellation penalty is hmm. the act requires allows service providers to charge what's called a reasonable cancellation period if you want to cancel yeah. before the term. So they're saying eight months of your remaining uh, contract, your your remaining okay. twelve months or whatever is reasonable. It's very very hard to to get around that, except in the case of if you've got a recording of you of that. The salesperson saying mm-hmm. it's 24 months. I would argue, as I argued in this King Price Insurance case, uh-huh. that that was highly misleading. Um, yes, maybe the policy documents were different, but that was a highly misleading sales call, and they should mm-hmm. um, cancel the remain they should um free you up from those last 12 months on the basis yeah. of that so if you can you maybe want to email me or try and get that call recording out of the company yourself um okay if, if you're if you're agreeing to 24 months they're on very dodgy ground to hold you to another year yeah, hmm. maybe i can try and retrieve the call but i can also email you at the same time all right absolutely to stay on the and line it, is your, it mm-hmm. is your legal right to have that call which is what we're leading up to. Never let a company tell you that you can't have it. It is your legal right to have it.
1: All right. Togo, stay on the line, and my producer will uh, certainly put you in touch with Wendy. What an interesting one. I wasn't Uh aware of that at all. Let's go to Hank in uh, Benoni. Hello, Hank.
0: Hi. Good afternoon. How are you?
1: Good. And you?
0: I'm really well, thank you. I just it's a sore point. You know, it's been happening to me quite more than a couple of times lately. And you've got these call center people phoning you. And number one, don't ask you whether you've got the time to talk to them. <clears throat> and yeah. they just sort of start rattling off yeah. a sales pitch that was given to them. And I don't blame the people that are actually calling either. You, you know, the call center people. I, I feel personally they don't get trained properly. They're reading off a sales pitch script, whatever you want to call it. And they and Because I've recently taken out of mechanical, mechanical insurance on a second-hand vehicle that we used to deliver goods to my in business. And everything sounded so great. And I said, yes, no, it sounds great. Everything. And two debit orders had gone off. After the second debit order, I got told that I got to take the car for the inspection. Mm -hmm. But it was never, ever mentioned in the discussion. Mm
1: -hmm. So now you're in, and perhaps there could be a reason why uh, they might have to charge you more or some some other reason why some of those terms would change.
0: I'm not saying they're going to charge me more. They've been charging what they said they were going to charge me, but it's just that after two debit orders, I got a phone call to say the car's going got to go for a 16-point inspection,
1: which should have been upfront. Said, what I'm saying is that it should it's something that should have been upfront.
0: But but the other thing is, these sales call, call centre people should be trained. Do you have time to talk to me?
4: Mm-hmm. Not just
0: start rattling off that sales pitch that was given to them the day they started doing a job yeah, yeah. it's not their fault wow. it's the way they train Indeed. them mm. 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 thank you for that I mean, I'm sitting with debit orders going off my account and I'm not even sure what companies they're with because I'm busy at the time it all sounds good I said yes great I'll give you, you oh give stop that Hank details.
2: please stop that yeah, you, I bet you you're not going to do that again
0: Hank. you give them your bank details you don't sign yeah. anything and the next thing debit orders go off you don't even know who yeah. you dealt with but everything sounded too good to be true so you go for it and only yeah. afterwards to the desert rate type
2: through? especially with mechanical warranties there are so many absolutely. exclusions with those it's almost I mean most of those claims are are not met because you know they'll they'll do things like it's they'll they'll cover that part but the part that failed is part of that part but no we're not going to cover it because it's not it's it's the ombudsman for short-term insurance um, some years ago issued a warning about those warranties for that exact reason yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I was asked in the discussion the
0: first sales call that I got from this person, whoever that was, I'm not even sure what the company's said, but I can if I you know, go into debit order and go back in my emails. Um, never was it, they, I was asked, have you got a service history on this vehicle? I said, no, I bought it from a person that passed away. I don't. No, no, that doesn't matter. Mm. And only afterwards, two, two, after two debit orders, I was asked the question, have you got a service history? Have you been for the 15, 16-point inspection? No, nobody ever told me. So, Hank, I do me
1: a- do me a favor, yeah. please. Do me a favor. Just take away time on a Monday morning or something like that. Just set off time in your day. I'm gonna have Sit to, through have to, uh, with yeah. on your bank statement with a fine-tooth comb. Look at all the things that you're paying for and contact mm. every single company and have the, these conversations about what you're covered for, what you're not covered for, one by one, um, so that you don't get caught out when the need arises for you to claim someday.
0: You
2: see, now you as I
1: know
0: is now too. Here. Yeah. But you know, yeah. most of the time I'm on the road, yeah. basically delivering stuff to my son, and I enjoy it, but they catch you at the wrong time. Everything sounds great. Yes, you can't let this go. You agree. You give them your bank details. Mm. The next thing, debit orders go off. You never hear from it. Person never follow up calls nothing.
1: Yeah, but no, I, I it's don't gonna, it,
0: blame the sales call person. Yeah, I blame the company that employs them that make them read off. As those scripts
1: absolutely Hank I think before it becomes a costly decision do take the time to go through every single thing you you've agreed to Wendy I know you've got uh, all of these cases that you've uh, touched on over the past couple of weeks you've put together some of the lessons that uh, we need to really be mindful of and um, also some clarification I think we need to understand what the consumer protection act allows for but let's take a break and then we'll we'll deal with those straight okay. after that
0: 702. Asanya Musaka. Lines are always open. On 011 883 0702.
1: Well, early on, we got an SMS that says, just curious, did the consumer get the call recording from the insurer or was it her own recording? I usually record those types of calls, uh, but when I don't, you always optimistically hope that you'd be able to get the recording from the service provider. So, Wendy, let's understand some of the lessons that you've been able to extract from some of the insurance cases we've looked at briefly.
2: And it, goes to, uh, it speaks to that question. Um, she did get it from the insurer. Uh, King Prize, I must say, doesn't give their customers a hard time when they ask for the recordings. Many do. The thing is that huh, it was an omission, in my view. The Consumer Protection Act, while it does provide companies, uh, compel companies, rather, to provide customers with a copy of any written contract with all its terms and conditions um, with um, or free access to it, when it comes to telesales, the Act... Um, just says that companies have to keep a record of transactions, in other words a recording of those calls nothing about making that call recording available to consumers which Mm -hmm. is ludicrous if you think about it because Mm. how do you dispute um, how do you dispute uh, an issue, how do you say you were misled in a call if you can't have access to it, so number one Um, We've all got these clever smartphones now, so use them. Download an app. It's very easily done. You don't have to pay for it and record the calls yourself. But also... um a few years ago when this issue raised its head I, I brought it up with um, the National uh, Consumer Commissioner Ibrahim Mohammed, and he said despite the fact that the CPA is silent on making call recordings available to consumers the commissioners of the view that the CPA rule which compels companies to supply consumers with copies of written contracts should apply to phone contracts too right. so they must make them available to to people who ask for them I've been saying for years that's not good enough that they should be made available These, we, everything's electronic now, they can be made available immediately after a, uh, a contract is agreed to over the phone. There's nothing, there's no valid reason, no um, technological reason why that shouldn't be done, or at least a transcript or something. But making the actual call available would be the, the most um, easy, logical thing to absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um, and what I'm, but, dr- I'm, I'm yeah, drawing out of this happening.
1: is that you need to read the T's and C's always once you finally once do get you that get them. document. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, that's paramount. Um, and. Just, you know, to – well, I'd say read the terms and conditions and know what the terms and conditions are before you agree over the phone, which would mean you wouldn't do the deal over the phone. Remember one caller said they – when she says, I want to see it in writing, she never hears again because Mm -hmm. that's not their business model Mm -hmm. with outgoing Mm -hmm. sales. But um, if you are – if it does suit you to get into an insurance deal or a cell phone deal over the phone – um concentrate, be mindful, be present and don't let the agent race through the important bits. This is a two way deal, this you don't have to sit there passively and let the telesales agent um lead and take control of the entire conversation. Hmm. Say, I didn't get that. Slow down. What are the implications of that? You know, just to be clear. Um, at the end of the call, I would say, what do I have to do to make sure that I'm covered for accidents and theft, for example? Mm-hmm. Force them into the disclosure. Force them to say it in their own words at a normal pace in, in um, everyday language. Right. Um, and it's for their benefit as well because, as in this case, that that, uh, that sales agent um, erred and not explaining it properly and so the company had to pay out. Yes. Kabbalah, um, on
1: Twitter, says if telesales agents could speak clearly and pro- properly exactly. and stop singing or reciting, we could hear that's and understand per- them clearly.
2: Perfect. perfect <laughs> quote of the day, yeah That's so exactly my view. Let's go to Tamba
1: in Midrand. Tamba, I see you used to be a manager at an insurance company. Hi. <laughs> huh?
4: Hi, hi. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Yeah. Look, I used to. I, I was I was a sales consultant before. I, was, I became a manager, mm-hmm. and we 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 are desperate when we are on those calls with with, with customers on the phone. Um, for example, they would they would tell us, "Listen, no one gets home if you don't have three or four or five sales." Huh? So. You would you would work 8 to 8 every single day, Monday to Friday, if you do not meet your target. So, in essence, it pushes you to create a need that is not there and sometimes lie, to be very honest, and, yeah. and ramble and, and, and bulldoze over the client to just get that sale. Even if it's a cancellation, tomorrow, at least you've got that sale so that you can go home early. And... The scripts, we used to sit down and, and really, really think about these scripts that we write. And we tell them, listen, as soon as the client answers, just bulldoze, 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 sell, mm. sell, sell, sell. Mm. That's the culture that that is in all these call centers. And it's all the same in all of the insurance companies. I've worked at four insurance companies, and it's all the same. It's all about the sale at that point in time. Just get the banking details That's what we were taught. Get them to agree, get the banking details. That's why
2: they don't want to release the call according to you. That is so problematic. That's why I'm a bit bit of a thorn in uh, their side. Thank you, Timber. That was a wonderful radio gold there. Thank you for your contribution. Yes.
4: Every single call is recorded. Each and every single call, whether it's two seconds, five seconds, or six seconds, or an hour, each and every single call is absolutely recorded. Uh, Every time.
1: uh. It has to be by law. Tamba, thank, yes, you. Yes. thank you. Thank really. you, really. That's quite name. eye-opening. I hope a uh, listener like like Hank um, is listening to that, so that you know he's on the other side, and this is what he needs to know about what's happening on the other end of the line. Um, Paul in Kempton Park. Good afternoon, Paul.
3: Hello, Azra and, and Wendy. Quick one. Mm-hmm. I entered into a cell phone contract at the end of the term, 24-month term, um they phoned me to say, do you want an upgrade? Do you wish to continue? I said, no. Coincidentally, month 25, I had qualified for a company cell phone. So I said to them, I can't keep two cell phones. I don't need your contract anymore. I don't wish to continue with it. Yeah. Five years later, I get a call from attorneys to say the service provider handed over my, what is it? an issue to them to say that i owe them for so many years i haven't been paying for the cell phone and i said no but i canceled it the third thing is i don't have the communication between me and the call center agent that i told i don't need the contract anymore my contract has ended it was a two four month term um there was no hidden uh what is it no need an extension
1: Mm -hmm. like
3: you know I know it's twenty four four months meanwhile it's longer no Mm -hmm. it was a straight twenty four four months and when it ended I told him I don't need an upgrade but was this on the phone Paul yes it was on the phone this is the problem at first when I tried to close it I went to a store you know one of those stores at the malls, and in fact I went sorry the one at the airport and they said no you can't do it here at a store Uh you need to call them on this number or send them an email you know
1: it's so interesting anything if you try and cancel anything the process even getting to someone on the line who will tell you how things need to be cancelled it's like you have to run a maze but to initiate Uh, is so easy
2: that's what i've always said Uh, this is very important to poor the thing the, the wickedness of that well first of all Everything is recorded, so I would have insisted on that call. Yes. But, and even that wouldn't help you too much, because, except for the lack of disclosure, because the Consumer Protection Act is very clear. You said there were no extensions, but the, the, but they call it the initial period, the 24 months, and then it goes on to a month-to-month. Yeah, Unless you cancel, and here's the key bit, in writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, although it does say in some recordable form, but then you would have to you could say a call recording is it, but but it's not verbal. It's very important to send them uh, the customer say. service people an email. But I would I would strongly advise you to get that um, recording if you're still being hounded for payment. To get that call recording, it will be there under the under the number you were using, um, and if you, I mean. I would use that to say this is a legitimate handover. Okay. If they, especially if they didn't say, okay, we hear you, but for this to be valid, you need to follow it up in writing. In writing, no, no, no. Right. I think you're covered. Please tr- try that and let us know how you go, going, Paul. Okay,
1: fantastic. We are out of time. Yet uh, another lesson-filled session with you, Wendy. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Paul.
1: Poor... <laughs> <Listen laughs> Thank you, Azza. <laughs> someone earlier really got my name wrong. Don't do it to me again, please. <laughs> I'm going to be in studio with you next week. Perfect, perfect, Wendy. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Thanks,
2: Azza. As-